this morning, um, we know Jesus, he was pretty practical when he taught, right? I mean, when he called fishermen, what did he tell them? I'm going to make you fishers of men. He liked talk to people with what they would understand. And so this morning in the, in the message as I was praying, I felt like where we're at, where spring is sprung, that God has a message for us in this season that, un, that we can understand because of where we're at. I mean, sometimes where we're at is what we see. And so we're going to have a spiritual truth that comes through where we're at. Uh, uh, springtime comes and everybody starts to think about gardens. Avery's in school, right? She already brought home some grass that we planted in our yard because they grew it in her class. She told me this week they're growing green beans and flowers in her class. I mean, they've already planted their seeds. So David has on Facebook, if anyone needs a garden tilled, he's ready to till your garden. It's that time of year. I mean, it's that time where we're at. Ecclesiastes, I love the verses in in Ecclesiastes. Uh, It says there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. There's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to plant and a time to uproot. It's hard at this time of year to not think about the need for planting. Right? I mean, it's what we're thinking about, whether we're in first grade or whether we're, we're 40 years old. We're thinking about planting because that's the time that we're in. Well, I believe there's going to be a spiritual application, kids, as we're in here together and, and some of this stuff, um, that, that we're going to see that we need to think about planting. We need to be thinking about planting ourselves. We're in a season of sowing, right? Isn't that what we do? We sow seed. We're in a season of sowing. So as we think about sowing, what, what will that Reveal Is there a, a kingdom principle in sowing? So this morning, as we spend time, I just want to say it's a time to plant. And when we plant, what thought goes into that? When I'm planting, I want to figure out what I want to eat, right? Or what I want to see. So we've got to know what kind of seed we're sowing. That's got to be, if we're going to ask ourselves one question when it comes to the garden, it's got to be first what? What do I want? I mean, what do I want to see my garden produce? If I want cucumber salsa, then I better plant some cucumbers. If I want pumpkin pie, I better plant some pumpkins. I mean, we've got to put some thought. I mean, it'd be silly if we didn't. But so for us, I mean, right? This is deep stuff. Levi gets what I'm talking about right now. I mean, just got to embarrass all my kids this morning because they're in a sanctuary. That's what dads do. So the question that I, I want to start with, the question that I believe that God ha, ha, has put on us in this season, this time to plant, what, what seeds are you sowing? What seeds are you sowing? What, what seeds are you producing? There's a, there's a kingdom principle in this that I, that I wanted to focus on. It's in Galatians chapter 6, and that's kind of the verse that, that's going to uh, be a catalyst for us. Galatians chapter 6. Uh, as we turn there, I'm going to pray for God's blessing that as he continues, his presence, his spirit speaks to us, challenges us, uh, and propels us to do something. Father, we thank you so much for the presence of God. We thank you for the promise of Emmanuel that you are God who is with us. That when we come into your house, we can expect to experience your love. 
We can expect to experience your word. And so, Father, we pray for every word that is spoken, every word that is heard, everything about this time. We yield it to you. We submit it to you. We ask, God, that you would speak to our hearts, you would speak to our ears, you would speak to our, our, our beings about what we need to hear this day. Father, I pray for myself that everything I speak would be yours, that your will would be accomplished in Jesus' name. Amen. It's going to start in a weird spot, but I'll get there. Brothers and sisters, if someone is caught in a sin, you who live by the Spirit should re- restore that person gently. But watch yourselves, or you may also be tempted. Carry each other's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. If anyone thinks they are something they are not, they deceive themselves. Each one should test their own actions. Then they can take pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else, for each one should carry their own load. Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the word should share all good things with their instructor. Verse 7, don't be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what is sows. Wow, that's profound, right? We reap what we sow. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Therefore, as we have every opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially those who belong to the family of believers. A man reaps... What he shows, the question that I'm asking, the question I want us to explore, to think about today, to look at our lives and and be really honest with ourselves. What kind of seed am I sowing? That train gets me excited too, don't worry. What kind of seed am I sowing in my life? Am I sowing seed that's going to produce what I want to see? Or am I sowing seed that's going to produce something that I'm ashamed of? What kind of seed are you sowing? What kind of seed are are you being intentional about sowing in, in, in your everyday, this isn't just on your Sunday best, but in your life, in your children, in your workplace? What kind of seed are you sowing? I read an illustration. It says, some time ago, Uh, Reader's Digest told a story about a company who mailed out some special advertising business postcards with a mustard seed glued to it with the following caption that went like this. Someone else wrote that because that was a run-on sentence. Uh, with, with, with With a caption that went like this. If you have faith as small as a mustard seed in our particular product, you're guaranteed to get excellent results and be totally satisfied. We signed the management. It says a few months later... A recipient of the promotional piece wrote back to the company and said, you'll be very interested to know that I planted the mustard seed you sent. And it has grown into a very healthy bush producing wonderful tomatoes. We sow what we reap. It's silly, you know, we, we, we hear a silly illustration. Oh, they sent the postcard out. No one's going to plant it anyway. Why are we surprised when we're sowing and then we're reaping what we've sown? Why are we surprised when we've been sowing tomatoes and we're reaping tomatoes? 
Why do we, why do we sow tomatoes and expect that we're going to get mustard? I mean, what kind of seed are you sowing? And I'm not just talking about in those moments where you're thinking, but I'm talking about in your life, as you look at your life, because our entire life, we're really sowing seed. This morning, I've, I've sowed seed. Yesterday, I sowed seed in my family. You know, when I'm in the community, I'm sowing seed. In my conversations, I'm sowing seed. And, and then when I start to look at myself, and I, and I start to get challenged by the Word of God, because it says that a man, that's me, pastor, will reap exactly what I've sown. But man, so often we look, and we see the tomatoes, and we ask God, Why? Or we look and we see nothing and we say, where's mine? And the reality is, is that we've never sown. We've never done anything. We've never really become intentional. There's something in in the action of sowing. It takes intentional effort, right? I mean, how foolish would I be? Everybody's talking about planting their gardens and I just say, my garden is going to be great. I'm going to have tomatoes, I'm going to have peppers, I'm going to have cucumbers, I'm going to have green beans, obviously, because Avery's got some green bean plants. I'm going to have, uh, I'm going to have uh, watermelon, I'm going to have cantaloupe, mushmelon, whatever you call it around here. Uh, I'm going to have all these things. I mean, I talk about it, it sounds good, and then we come in September and you ask me what I've got, and I've got a couple green beans off of Avery's plants, and that's it. Because I didn't do anything. What kind of seeds are you sowing? What are you doing with your life? What are you doing with your words? What are you doing with your actions? What, what, what if you honestly could tell me? Let's not do that. Let's look at this week. Let's look at uh, uh, what, what kind of seeds, what kind of harvest can you expect from your life this week? What kind of seed have you been sowing in, 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 your, in your life this week? Every time I pray, or most of the time when I pray for offering, I don't know if you've caught on to this yet, but I often talk about kingdom seed producing a kingdom harvest. Like for our church, that we're sowing kingdom seed, and that we're looking for a kingdom harvest. And you might say, well, I want a kingdom harvest because that sounds good, but I have no idea what a kingdom seed is. Well, I want to talk about seed today. Now, I gotta, I'm going to let you in on a clue. We do discipleship or we do our reading programs, and it often will tell us to read a specific chapter in a book. The chapter lines, those numbers weren't there when the books were written. Those were added at a later date so that a pastor could quote something without having to say, go to the book of Galatians somewhere in the middle and I'm going to read this. And so when I was looking at this kingdom principle uh, of a man reaps what he sows, I started to look at the context. And the context included more than just chapter 6. Five comes before six. So I looked at chapter five. I mean, I'm real smart. What is he talking about? What is going on? And, and these are verses in chapter 5 that I think are very familiar, but I don't know that we often link 5 and 6. What kind of seed are you sowing? I said, I want to produce kingdom seed. Well, what does kingdom seed 
look like? I want to start in verse 13 of chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge your flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. We're starting to talk some kingdom fruit here. These are some kingdom seed here. Serve one another. Don't indulge your flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Everything there is is filled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. The seed is love. If you bite, you devour each other. Watch out or you'll be destroyed by each other. That's where you're reaping what you've sown. If you've sown dissension, you're going to reap dissension. If you've sown division, you're going to reap division. So I say walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary uh, to the Spirit. And the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so that you are so that you are not to do whatever you want, but you are led by the Spirit. You are not under the law. This is what I call bad seed. The acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. He says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live not, or by the Spirit, since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us love, let us not become conceited, provoking and envy, provoking, I'm sorry, and envying each other. In Galatians chapter five, uh, 6, I just want to put these two in context with each other. It says in verse 8, The one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Galatians chapter 5 starts showing me flesh and Spirit. We start wondering, what do I sow? How do I get this kingdom harvest? I want to see good in my life. I want to see the good things that God has for me. He says if we're sowing for the flesh or our sinful nature, we'll reap what? You're going to reap destruction. That's what he says. He says, if you're sowing for the Spirit, you'll be fulfilled. So what are good seeds and what are bad seeds? What are the good things and what are the bad things? He gave us examples. Whoever sows to please their flesh. And we look at this list and we feel pretty good. Uh, I put wild parties because this is the New Living Translation right now, not the... NIV, sexual immorality, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, drunkenness, lustful pleasures, wild parties. And we feel like, hey, I've got that list taken care of. I mean, those are seeds. I mean, we read this and I think oftentimes when we're reading, you know, the lust of the flesh or the sinful nature is this. We characterize them all in these things that none of us ever do. 
I'm free from that. I'm not sexually immoral. I'm not going to orgies. I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. I'm not a murderer. I'm not an idolater. So we feel pretty good. But there was more to that list. The rest of the list, if you'll go to that, it kind of starts to step on our toes a little bit. What about just impurity in general? The sins of the flesh. It's impurity. It's quarreling. It's, it's jealousy. It's outbursts of anger. It's selfish ambition. It's dissension. It's division. And then we start seeing these. Wow, wait a minute. Have I been jealous this week? Have I been sowing more division than I have unity? Have I been upset? Have I been at Sears this week? Right, Casey? Me? Sears? What kind of seed have I been sowing in my life? You know, with my kids. I start thinking about my kids. Outburst of anger. Watch it. Selfish ambition, just leave me alone. I want some space. Kind of seed. See, I don't realize, I don't think we really realize sometimes how much bad seed that we're sowing. How many, how many times we just think, oh, I'm just getting a little upset, it's okay. I'm just taking it out on the, on the guy and... You know, I, I was I'm phone people that talk about getting me fits of rage, put me on the phone with customer service, and Jesus needs to touch me then. What kind of seed am I sowing? We sow stuff like this all week, all month, all year, all our life, and then we're surprised when we're reaping the same destruction and the same problems when we're not looking at a kingdom harvest. We're surprised. But really, what kind of seed have I been sowing? But Galatians 5 doesn't just stop with seeds of the flesh. Because he said, if you sow for yourself, if you're sowing from a sinful nature, you're going to reap destruction. But he also said that if you sow good seed, if you sow uh, for the Spirit of God, if you sow for what God wants, you can expect to be fulfilled. You'll reap eternal life. Those seeds look like this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I know we talk about them as the fruit so often. Like this is what we can expect to receive. But guess what's in fruit? Huh? There's seeds in fruit, right? So what kind of seed am I sowing? Is my life and the way I'm carrying self as a parent, as a pastor, as a husband, as, 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 a, as a co-worker, whatever it is in your life, is the seeds, are the seeds that I'm sowing, are they defined by love? The greatest, he said, all of the law, all of the regulations, all of the check marks can be fulfilled in What? Loving your neighbor as in yourself. Jesus said, love your God first and then love your neighbor as yourself. But ultimately, all of the seed is resulted from love. What kind of seeds are you sowing? Are your actions, is your life, I often talk about, I want to be compelled by the love of God. 
I want to be, I want His love to be what drives me. I want His love to be what makes me do what I do. I want His love to be what makes me a better parent. I want His love to be what makes me a better neighbor. I want His love to be what makes me a better me. But man, so often I'm just so in the flesh. Just sowing it. It's just a little bit. It's not going to matter. We're just, just sowing it. Nobody's looking. Just sowing it. Up, oh, church day. I'm put on love. Love you, Walt. You're awesome. Sow it on Sunday. Breast of... What? What kind of harvest should you expect? I mean, this is a Pastor Steve point. I want to step on toes for a second. So many times people run when the harvest isn't there and they say, why? Why does my life look like it does? Why am I facing this? Why am I living here? Why is this going on? Why, 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 why? I want to say, what kind of seed have you been sowing? You're surprised when it comes to harvest time and there's, there's nothing to harvest. Churches, as a, as a presbyter, I deal with churches and they say, we want to reach our community. We want to see God move in our community. We want to see God do great things. We want to see Him touch lives. And I say, what kind of seed have you sown? We had a spaghetti dinner. But no, what, what kind of seed have you been sowing? Like, what have you been intentional about scattering in your community? And there's not much to answer. And then they say, why, God? Why isn't our church growing? Why isn't this happening? We do the same things in our lives. We get to these moments where we're facing nothing but weeds and nothing but gross work. And we say, why? Well, let me tell you a good place to start asking Looking for the answer to why is what have you been sowing? I get it. God will redeem us. I get it. God will work in us. He will provide for us. I know He is in the, in the mentality of providing, but sometimes when we're reaping what we've sown, we're asking why, and the answer is in us. It's in me. So get busy. You know what I like about gardens? I can start it today. And I can expect a a harvest to come. I mean, even if my garden doesn't look right, it might take some time, and I might be hungry for a little while, and I might go through some challenging times, and it might be hard for a little while, but guess what? There's still a harvest that's coming next week. I want to preach about the promise of a seed. There's a promise in every seed that is sown. So get busy. The parable we have of Jesus, we looked at it uh, a few weeks ago, the parable of Jesus and, and, and that he taught. And he says the kingdom of God is like, is like a farmer who went out to scatter seed. Where did he scatter seed? Do you remember? He scattered it on the rocky places. He scattered it on the path. He scattered it on the, in the thorns. And he scattered it in the good soil. Where did he scatter seed? Wherever. He is sowing it. 
He's scattering seed. I want my life to just to be scattering good seed. It doesn't matter if I'm in the right moment or the right time, whether I'm at home with my kids or I'm at church preaching. I want my life just to be scattering seeds. I just want to do it. I just need to get busy. Yeah, nature will take care of nature. Some seed will fall on rocky ground and it won't be received. Some will fall among the thorns. It'll get choked out. I get it. Some will fall on the path and it'll get beaten down and the birds in the air will come and eat it up. I understand that. But some seed will fall on good ground. Some seed will fall on good soil. And what will that seed do? It will produce fruit. That's the promise of a seed. There's a scripture in Thessalonians. I don't have it in my PowerPoint. If you want to look at it later, you can. It talk, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. It's a warning. In the name of Jesus Christ, we command you, brothers and sisters, keep away from every believer who is idle and disruptive and does not live according to the teachings you receive from us. Keep away from every believer who is idle. What does idle mean? You're not doing a thing. What's the scripture say about that? What is Paul's warning about that? Just stay away from them. Because when we're not doing anything, then we can start to become a busybody. (laughs) Then we start to get disruptive because we're too focused on ourselves. We're not focused on the king. We're not focused on the work that needs to be done. How many can say there needs to be a harvest in Crawford, Nebraska? How many can say there needs to be a harvest in your life? How many can say there's need in your life? There's need for the kingdom seed to produce kingdom fruit in your life. So don't be idle. Get busy. Do something. Galatians, he ended the the, the portion that I read. Let us, let us not become weary in doing good because at the proper time we will reap a harvest. I will tell you, if you sow the kingdom seed in kingdom soil, it will produce kingdom fruit in your life. It will produce it. It's not it might. It's not maybe. It will produce it. You start sowing love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, and you can expect to reap kingdom harvest in your life. That's a promise. That's the word of God. I'm standing upon his word right now. If I start sowing that, I can expect to reap that. Scripture says, keep on doing good. You can expect. Let us not become weary in doing good because at the proper time, you will reap a harvest. I've had to remind myself that. We get tired. Man, we've been doing tacos Tuesday. I don't know how many tacos I've fed kids. Why do I feed kids tacos? Because that's kingdom seed. Man, I don't just serve them. Irene does a good job. She browns up the meat for me, but I like my taco meat smooth. Bring it here and I put it through a food processor. And that food processor is small, but I want it to be chopped up. I want, I want the tacos to be good for the kids. I mean, sometimes we got salsa. Sometimes we got cakes. Donna makes cookies. and I mean, we want to give them our very best. Why? Because we're showing God's love. That's sowing the king's seed. That's why we do it. I don't do it just because kids are hungry and they like tacos. I do it because I want them to experience God's love. I want them just to have a sense that there's, there's a body of people who care about them enough to make them tacos once a month. It's not anything too novel, but it's being seed that's sown in love. So what do I expect? I expect a harvest that comes. Why do we 
give out water bottles? Why do we give out roses? Why do we do the things that we do? We do it, why? Backpacks, all that stuff. We do it because it's kingdom seed that will produce kingdom fruit. So let's not get weary because the promise is it will produce a harvest. So therefore, it says in verse 10, as we have opportunity, when do we sow? When you have a chance. Therefore, as we have opportunity, when can you sow? When is a chance? When can you sow? I don't know. There's some rocks. I'm going to throw some seed. As you have opportunity, it says, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That's revealing God's love. That's being a witness of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That I'm a transformed new creation. That I'm no longer living for myself, but I'm living for a God who loves me enough to call me out of my mire and my pit. As you have every opportunity. When you wake up, when you go to sleep, when you're at the store, when you're driving on the road, talk about another place pastor can sometimes sow some selfishness. Therefore, as we have every opportunity, let us do good to all people. Let's love our neighbor. To all people. Guess who that includes? That includes you. Sometimes we've got to love on ourselves. We've got to sow seed in our own life. Huh? We become so focused. Do good to all people. Take care of yourself. Do good for yourself. Do good. Love yourself. Seek out joy and peace for yourself. To all people. And your kids and your wife. People with Sears, people with Walmart. Do good to all people, especially those who belong in the family of believers. What kind of seed? What, what kind of seed are you sowing? You see, it's, it's planting time. It's time to plant the garden. It's time to plant the seed. It's time to start sowing for what's to come. What kind of seed are you sowing? This morning is Walton Carey. They're just going to play a little bit in the background. And the the way I want to conclude the service is just that real question. And Irene, I don't know if, uh, rather than putting the words up, you might put up uh, the slides, maybe go back and forth a little bit with, good seed versus bad seed. I really want us to be honest with ourselves. Maybe there just needs to be a blank side that's no seed. I haven't been doing anything. <laughs> it was a draft this week and I watched the draft. Do nothing. But what kind of seed are you selling? Because I'm going to tell you, in six months, a year, five years, There's a harvest from a seed that can be sown today. Maybe there's something in six months that 
is a harvest that will be a seed that you planted today. Maybe there's something in five years. Maybe there's something in 25 years that's going to happen from a seed that you've sown this week. An opportunity just to, to love on someone. An opportunity to show God's grace. An opportunity to share God's word. In the parable of the sower, do you know what the seed was? Jesus, when he explained it, he said, the seed, that's the word of God. He said, that's the very word of God. That's what's been sown. Maybe at times in your life this week, you have an opportunity to show his love. You have an opportunity to love your neighbor. You have an opportunity to love your kids, your spouse, yourself. And the seed that you sow, maybe this morning, maybe this week, that seed that you sown, maybe it's going to produce a harvest that is beyond comprehension. A harvest that is countless because you got busy, because you started sowing, because you said, I want to sow good seed. I want to sow the right stuff. Father, I pray this morning. Holy Spirit, I pray for us all right now. As we're in this place, God, I pray that we would have a spirit of just truth and a, and a spirit of honesty, transparency with you. You know our lives. You know everything. You've watched us this week. You've watched us this year. You know what we've been sowing. God, if we've been idle or we've been sowing the wrong seed, I pray that this morning, the promise of the seed, the promise of the word that a man reaps what he sows, that a woman reaps what she sows. God, I pray that promise would stir in our hearts. It would give us a burden. It would cause us to long to plant kingdom seed, to see kingdom harvest in our lives, kingdom harvest in our families, kingdom harvest in our community, kingdom harvest in our world, because, God, we're planting your seed. Show us good seed. Show us what joy looks like. Give us the peace that we have need of. Allow us to understand patience as only the Heavenly Father can understand patience, gentleness and self-control and kindness and goodness, faithfulness. God, that we sow in love. And God, as you work in our hearts, and you give us opportunity. God, I pray for the kingdom harvest that will come. I pray for the kingdom harvest, God, that is innumerable in my mind that can come as we start scattering the seed. But this day, God, that this morning, a simple message, but, but it would challenge our hearts to the place of sowing seed and expecting your fruit. Let's start sowing mustard so we can see mustard. As they lead us in a course, I just encourage you to spend a moment with God. Allow Him to whisper to you or reveal to you. Allow Him to present to you opportunities. Ask Him for a basket full of that seed, that good seed. Maybe you need the fruit of the Spirit to flow in your life. Maybe you need to be filled with His Spirit so that fruit can come from you, so you can sow that seed, asking for it. And the Scripture says, ask and you can expect to receive. Seek and you can expect to find. He'll give you the seed that you have need to sow. Just spend a moment with Him.
It's time to plant. Amen. It's time to plant. Amen. There's good seed to be sown. Amen. Just do it. Just sow it. And see what God does. The Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May he turn his face toward you and grant you his peace. And may you sow kingdom seed in your life this week. Amen. Be blessed.